all know a red flag when we see it. We just tend to ignore it. <laughs> if you're me, that is me. Uh, I am raising my hand over here. Red flags are something that I don't realize I'm ignoring until, well, it's too late. And uh, I've learned the lesson the hard way. Now, the red flags uh, are normally showing up in your life as gut punches where you're just like, ooh, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Or when something happens or someone says something and you're like, that doesn't really align with who I am or what I agree with. Again, easier said than done to spot these, uh, especially if you're so used to just kind of giving people the benefit of the doubt, aka you tend to be an empath. Uh, raising my hand over here. In this next episode, we cover how you can spot those red flags uh, before you even get started by really sinking into your values and then even what to do when those red flags appear both personally and professionally. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I'm Heather, your host, and today's guest is Lisa Morton. She is a CEO and founder of Roland Dansfield, one of the most established communication agencies in Manchester, England, and uh, has a podcast company, the Purposeful Podcast Company. Uh, before I go on and rant about everything, I'm going to go ahead and let her rant about herself. <laughs> Hi Heather, well thank you so much for inviting me on your fantastic podcast, I'm delighted to be here. Um, as I was saying, we're in the middle of the winter in, in Manchester at the moment, so very snowy, but yeah, great to, to uh, connect with you, I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Yes, oh my gosh, super excited. So um, what I really want to dive into is red flag behaviors. Uh, when it comes to being a CEO, when it comes to people in your life, when you are a person that is you know, maybe going into an interview process and we're now of the mind too of trying to, it's like a right fit situation. So it's like, you know, what are the red flags that come out uh, if you are trying to get hired at a company and then if you vice versa or mm. even red flag behaviors in your personal life. And offline, we had an interesting discussion about how you kind of come up with this formula that allows you to trust you like what you're seeing right in front of you and stop those red flags before it even starts so please elaborate because now I'm like really intrigued <laughs> okay so thank you um well as a business leader I think it's quite difficult not to take into your working environment some of the perhaps the conditioning that you've had as a young person or growing up some of your life experiences naturally are going to show up in in how you lead and I found that if you're an empath in particular, and I think a lot of people who perhaps go into business, a lot of us are empaths. And we know that as an em empathetic person, it's quite easy to um, be surrounded by narcissists because quite often that narcissistic behavior. Oh my goodness. You know, like, did you just see my eye rolls right now? Because <laughs> I literally just had this conversation. Well, I mean, that's the thing. And, and if we boil it back down, it's. I definitely think that can be do can be down to your your um, the conditioning you had as a kid. So for me, my mum said to me that you go back to the back of the queue, and once you've kind of let everybody you've you've helped everybody in front of you, and they've had what they need, then you can come forward, and that's polite. And then I got my dad, who was an entrepreneur, who was very driven. 
And from being a very young girl, he'd I'd have to him. Yeah, I felt like I had to impress him with it. Had to be the fastest runner. Had to be the best ballet dancer. Had to play an instrument the best. Get the best uh, results at school. So you got that complete dichotomy. So, I mean, they are in themselves they're great uh, can, uh, great qualities as a leader because you've got the empathy and you've also got the drive and the competitiveness. But there's a clash. So, and we all ultimately want to be like, don't we? So this is where the difficulty can be. I feel not just running a business, but also showing up in a business. So we do want to be liked. And therefore, sometimes it's difficult for us to put those boundaries in place, which we know we should have. Um, so I found a number of iterations. I've had my business, Roland Dransfield, for 26 years, and it was how good the business was going, not financially, but in terms of how I felt in my gut, I was enjoying it, was down to the dynamic of different iterations of teams throughout those years. And sometimes it was great. And we have had people in the business who have been uh, champions. They've left the, the business in a better place. They've worn the shirt. They've created legacy. And we're friends now, 25 years later. But we've also had, and people listening to this will relate to this, and people around them, saboteurs, people who are divisive, people who want to trip you up, people who are just sad with their own life and want to make your life sad. <laughs> and, it, you know, it, it rubs off your laughing so you can relate. <laughs> Everybody has some motives going on here. <laughs> exactly. So, and we can't, um, we, we can't kind of, uh, consider everybody else's agenda and if you're running a business the business has to have an agenda and you got to stick to it so what I realized was that the biggest wake up for me was actually when I was um, pregnant with my daughter who is now 21 and I promoted somebody to take within the team to take over that role that I was uh, I had for a few months so I could have some maternity leave which I hadn't had with my son who was two years older and on the day I gave birth, I was in the recovery room and my brother um, appeared and told me that she'd resigned on that day as I gave birth and was in the process of take, trying to take staff and trying to take clients that day. Oh so... my God. <laughs> Ooh, the guts. And so I realized then that that was the narcissist and I'd been so empathetic and I'd missed the red flags. I knew the red flags were there, but I'd ignored them because that was a time in my life when I chose to ignore them because I had a baby arriving. So I noticed these patterns over the years and, and somebody said to me, you know, what you learn from experience is that you never learn from experience. And when it got five years ago, a similar thing happened in the fact that the business was flying. We'd taken on some amazing senior people from agencies. We were being talked about in the industry. And it was fantastic for about nine months. And I thought, God, everyone is, you know, so these new people are great. They're telling me what I want to hear. It, everything gelled. And then I realized that basically I'd done the same thing. I'd, I'd allowed narcissists in. <laughs> no. But and you only need a couple, yeah. And the whole uh, your life, your business life, and your own personal life changes, and they're on the inside. You know, they're inside the tent in a way. So I decided that enough was enough. I st I started to hate going into work, and I didn't feel confident in who I was as a person, um, personally or professionally, because I was vacillating over what was okay, what didn't feel right for me. So. 
I decided to put a new value system into place. And we created what we call the Roland Ransfield Way. We looked at um, the values and codes of world-leading um, sports teams, um, charities, businesses, and looked at how they had businesses with purpose and what made them so successful. And we did that piece of work and the whole team got involved. And we came up with 15 principles, which everybody knows. And one, we, we lost some people because some people didn't want to be around. They didn't like the boundary. So in personal, in your personal life, that's good too. You know, once you can get to the point where you put that boundary in, hopefully the right people don't come over that line. Yeah. Elaborate this, this, I, I guess, uh, boundary that you put into place or, or some of these, you know, after you real, you analyzed all of these other purposeful driven teams, mm. what you found. Yeah. Well, what we found is that, that, that purpose, the teams, uh, who, that are highly successful and the loyal and have longevity, create legacy, they are bound by a, a purpose and shared values. And those values are embedded in the DNA of that sports team or that company um, or that church or that whatever. It, you you create a tribe of people. So you said before about recruiting people or people who, who are um, going for, a, for employment in an organization. You know, I'd want to know what the values of that business were. Mm. I'd want to know if they stood for what I stand for. And if I found out once I joined the organization that what they said and what they did were separate, that's my, that's my red flag and I can get out sooner rather than later. Yeah. Do you have examples? I mean, um, with your own business itself, mm -hmm. what are some of your values? Okay. So we have, um, can you swear on this or not? Oh yeah. You can definitely. Yeah. Swear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, right, right. I mean, we, yeah. So one of our values is no dickheads. And that is taken actually from the um, All Blacks um, rugby team, which is the most successful sporting team in the world. And, and that's their value. So what, what that means is that you can have the best technical ability. You can have the best black book. You can have the best, um, you know, set of, 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 um, of contacts and the best sales figures. But if you're an idiot and if you don't show up <laughs> around the values with empathy and with compassion and with kindness... Um, and with a team spirit, then you're not going to cut it in our team and you won't cut it in the All Blacks. I mean, they will not have, have that behavior. So that's actually one of the, the key things that we talk about. But it also creates a safe space whereby you can stop poor behavior before it gets really poor because somebody who's 18 years old in our team, who's just started as a, we have an apprenticeship here, can say to a senior t person within our, or within our organization, don't be a dickhead. Without, and it's funny, like they go, yeah, you know what? I am, sorry, I'll do that again. So it's very leveling, it takes out the hierarchy. And I think it's a pretty good lesson for life if we can try not to have them in our personal lives too. Yeah, okay. So one is to not be a dickhead. You have, I mean, I, I would think that when you are onboarding anybody or bringing anybody into your life or work or, or even professional life, you kind of have a list, right? Mm. Because there's more than just like one red flag. <laughs> oh gosh, absolutely. Well, the other thing is that um, we have uh, leaders create leaders. 
And so what this is one of the issues that we found when we did this piece of work, that people would believe they were a leader because they had 10 years experience or that they'd mm. proved themselves in this field. That does not make a leader. You know, a leader is somebody who thinks about the wider, the, the bigger picture, thinks about the team, shows up, um, has empathy. So what we say is that you're a leader at every level in our organization. And I really noticed this in COVID when we were all had to work from home, we took ourselves out of the typical office environment. So when you've got your senior team might sit in a certain area or, you know, your, your creative people in another area, everyone was basically at the kitchen table and the leadership um, changed, the dynamic changed. So we saw people with little experience being amazing leaders because they took responsibility way more perhaps than some of the senior people did. So I think the thing with having the values is the fact that you can always bring yourself back when you mm. see. So it means that you're not creating a, a, a ton of problems. The most important one to me is our value, admit it, fix it, move on. Mm. Because we're all going to make mistakes. No, exactly. It's one of my biggest things too. Um, I am not someone who, uh, e even in my personal life and professional life, I am not someone who drudges up the past or whatnot. I'm like, uh, we have a problem. Let's fix it. We learn. We move on. We're not going to sit here and dwell on it because it does us nothing. Uh, so I think your admit it, fix it, move on <laughs> is exactly that. Plus, you don't want anybody. I mean, oh, there's nothing worse than working in an environment where that stuff is held over your head. Completely. Yeah. And that and that's that's empowering, isn't it? Two things. One is with that philosophy that's let's get it on the open, let's let's look at what went wrong there. You often find that the thing that comes out after the after the mistake or after the screw up, with um with integrity, if you discuss that, the thing that arrives is, is way better than the thing before. So we're all winners in that situation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really beautiful thing that we can look at where we've made the mistakes and move forward. Um, and the other thing is that if you've got a culture or you've got a friendship group even where you will not allow, you're so structured and so rigid that you're going to blame people for making mistakes, you're not moving forward, are you? You're not growing personally or professionally. So we have to make mistakes in order to grow um, together. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So when it comes to spotting these red flags, I mean, we, we say, okay, know your values, right? Uh, which kind of goes back to like knowing your boundaries, knowing yourself, being self-aware, which is anybody who has followed Sushi Slays is like huge in the whole, y'all know I preach the self-awareness. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. Um, but I want to know, you know, it, okay, know your values, but like you, I am someone who sometimes, you know, those narcissists just come right in and I don't even realize it. I don't even see the red flags, right? Um, and I'm actually just learning. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm literally just learning what exactly narcissists do so that they go past your red flags or they go past your boundaries and you don't even realize it because a lot of times they're super stealthy and sometimes they may realize it. Cause I, I like to believe in the good in people. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, you guys are all horrible people because sometimes <laughs> it's just, they do it without even realizing it. Right. Or that's just who they are. 
Um, so my thing is I've been trying to get really good at noticing, um, notice I have really good instincts. So I'm getting really good at noticing when I'm feeling like those instincts are being pushed a little bit and those boundaries are being pushed. Um, but again, they're really good at mirroring your energy and in, in your emotions. So what are these like distinctive red flags, right? Like, how do we spot them? We know our values, great, but they kind of fly under the radar sometimes. Totally. And I think, you know, this goes back to the fact that as human beings, we all want to be loved and validated. And we all want to, um, we all struggle, whether we admit it or not, with shame that we're not good enough, mm. or we need um, we need to check in with other people to see if they think we're okay. I mean, that is a in the hierarchy of needs that 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 need to feel loved and held and if we're not in that space um because we've not worked out absolutely what our boundaries are and where our values are it's very easy because they're malleable for people to come in and and the biggest thing i mean i suffered at the hands of a couple of nar- huge narcissists in my personal relationships same and yeah I mean I'm I mean, raising it's my amazing. hand like what the hell and then you know you date and personally you date the same man in in three different suits over the you know decade and a half or whatever you preach into um, the choir <laughs> <laughs> but then because of that you also then I was founding as recruiting through work a similar personality even at you know male female whatever because ultimately digging down my self-esteem wasn't, even though it might have looked confident on the outside, and I was confident, your absolute your sense of self wasn't in, intact. It wasn't in, in mm. place. And um, and I, I found that I would have to check in with people, even if the red flag came up to me and I was thinking, that's not okay with me. It feels really off. I wouldn't trust my gut. And I, I think there's no, if a red flag's a red flag, if it's for you, it might not be a red flag for the person sitting next to you. And the way that they do them, I mean, they'll mimic you in terms of they'll they'll cleave themselves, they'll mirror you, won't they? They'll tell you amazing things. And then not long after, once that period of the honeymoon, the love bombing, and that can be professionally or personally has happened, in that period of time, they suss you out, they see the chinks in your armor, and they get straight in, don't they? And then you are in the gaslighting stage where you don't know what your name is. So, I mean, <laughs> it's so true. And, and that is, and I, this is in personal life and in business life. It's the same. They're out there. <laughs> it is. You know what? And I can totally relate uh, with the whole, because here's the thing is like, I am the type of person where I'll learn my lesson and then I'm like, okay, don't do that again. You know, it didn't work. Well, when it starts happening again and again, you're like, what am I missing? Is there something wrong with me? Like, why does this keep happening? So I totally understand where you're coming from when it comes to like, oh yeah, I'm super confident on the outside, but inside I'm like, I'm kind of having some self-doubt here. Like, what am I missing? The thing that really helped me was to write my experiences down. And I wrote them down in... Uh, I wrote them down for personal situations where I felt that the gaslight, the, the narcissist was gaslighting me and I wrote them down professionally. And what was really interesting on a personal level is that I, and I've never said this before um, in other than to friends, but 
I'd written down on a piece of paper all the words that I thought about the person who was gaslighting me. Okay. And when you read that, that isn't, that's a terrible person. You're reading about a terrible, cruel person on that piece of paper. And, um, and I wrote down not long after I managed to get out of that relationship on a piece of paper, all the words that the new person that I was seeing, uh, all the qualities of that person, which was describing the most incredible human being, you know, your soulmate, this person, you can't even believe how incredible they are. And when I managed to get out of that second relationship, I found the piece of paper from three years before that I'd written all the words on about the first person that I dated. And they were absolutely the words that I'd written down after three years with the other person. Oh my so, gosh. but at that point, you know, and you know that, you know, at the time. So I've written, you know, I just really urge, you know, in terms of even with business, I've wasted years. I've wasted months with the wrong people without saying no. These behaviors mm. don't align with how I feel. And I don't care how you feel. Buddha said, um, it doesn't matter who has said it, even if I've said it, unless it agrees with your own common sense. And I've got that on a canvas in my house that is six foot high. Sometimes you need that reminder. <laughs> you do. Absolutely you do. But you you know, and you don't need to, you, you don't really need to check in because you know those red flags. And one thing, you know, the other thing is if it, if it seems too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In all. business and in personal Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things too, where, um, it's like, you know, you do, you do see the red flags, you know, each, whether you have a conversation with somebody and it's that comment that they leave and you're like, Oh, Hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times what I realized I was doing is I took notice of it, but I was like, okay, I'm going to put it on the shelf so I can come back to that. Mm -hmm. And then I would forget to come back to that because I would get so caught up in everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, but in hindsight, you know, after you go your separate ways and then you're looking at it, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, that was a huge flag. Why didn't I, or, or I'm infamous for, um, hearing something and being like, I should ask more about that. And then not like, it, it, <laughs> what exactly did you mean there, sir? Uh, <laughs> I am so notorious for doing that. And it's hilarious because in my, you know, personal professional life, um, when it comes to non-romantic relationships, I like quiz the hell out of everybody. Um, yeah. so I don't know why it was like different where I'm like, oh, okay, I'll come back to that and then forget to come back to it. Uh, right. it's, do you run into something like that? Absolutely. That's why I started writing things down because when you're in that moment, you know, even in the business situation, you have to deal with how you feel that it's, it's emotionally charging for you. And you can't always, you don't have that. Uh, it's like the red head and the blue head, isn't it? You need to come back in to have that cool, that, you know, the, the cool head on to look at that again. And the other thing is in, in a narcissistic relationship, uh, on a personal or professional level is that because you're an empath, you want to give that other person the benefit of the doubt. Oh, you're wired to forgive that person, aren't you? <laughs> you and the, are. And, you, and, and it's you, so irritating. <laughs> you're like, you should not be forgiven. I don't like you. <laughs> but then, And then what you do is you you complicit with the behavior. So what you don't stop continues. And, the, the, and that's more and more of a green light to a narcissist. Again, in a business environment or a, in, a, in your personal life, they just, it's the nudge. And I, and I, 
been in again you know at work or in a relationship where I've woken up one day and I've thought how how have I got here I Mm. didn't notice and it's not one push it's a series of nudges every Mm -hmm. day insidious movements um but yeah we know we know the red flags it's what we do about them and I think you write them down I'm a massive believer in journaling and I've got books and books of stuff that I can go back to and 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 remember because it's very easy to forget in that moment where you're feeling hurt confused disorientated yeah that's your space in that journal that's you that's how you felt in the moment Mm -hmm. okay so I always like to leave our audience with a little bit of a action item or you know ways to implement what we've kind of just discussed so in your experience in you know trying to suss out these red flags I would say what are maybe some tips or like the top things that you can either look for or ask yourself or anything like that well in a in an interactive relationship in business or in a personal life anything that you feel in your core in your gut that that gets you right in that solar plexus that's a red flag Mm. that's it and you know it yeah that's it yeah it, that's it and so that's your boundary that's what's not okay for you so for, for me I mean I'm a massive believer in write spend the time on yourself to write down in your book if it's for a work thing or if it's a personal situation work up what's important to you what are your non-negotiables what are your values and that will give you your boundary that will give you the line beyond which yeah you know you may be pushed but because you know that's the bit in your solar plexus and it's the bit that's in your journal and it's the bit that's in your, your on your canvas in, in, in your bedroom, you will you will be pulled either side of that boundary, but you know that's your safe place. So you mm. can back yourself and you can rely on yourself on that line. And I found it's really life-changing because I can say to people, I don't have to say to people anymore, you know, I don't really like that behavior. It makes me feel really uncomfortable or, you know, I don't like the way that you're doing that currently. I can say, look, you know, this is purely objective. That just doesn't align with my values. So it's a no from me. I, I, that You know, in a business environment, look, these are our values. That's not showing up against how we work. And I I have ended friendships, which I was struggling with for years because I've been able to say I've worked out what my boundaries and my values are and they don't align and I'm sorry I, I can't create space for this friendship anymore it was a lot easier to say than I don't like you anymore you're really upsetting me and I feel angry and stressed out and confused when I'm yeah. in your company it's easier and I almost think it's easier at least if I took that standpoint it would be because a lot of times when you just go off of emotion right and you're just like I don't like you anymore be um because you're you're making me mad well that's so general Mm -hmm. um and if I I'm the type of person where I want to tell you if something's not working and why it's not working not give you a general so for me I think you know in taking those words of wisdom in being specific where you're like, you're not aligning from with my values. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm headed. I feel like this is, you know, not where you are or, you know, we don't meet on such and such being a little bit more specific, I think is 
helpful for te- helpful for you, but also helpful for the person that you're talking to because it's not so you're making me mad. I'm done. <laughs> you're Completely. like, uh, okay. <laughs> Completely. And what you just said there, then you can you can imagine that in a in a working situation, can't you? That's somebody that's perhaps comes to work for you, and then you know that it's just not working. Mm-hmm. You can have that conversation. It's gentle. It's kinder. You can move on. And the same if you're going to work for an organization where it's just not, you know, there are red flags. You're getting any solar plexus when you go into work. You can also say, you know, I've really enjoyed my time here, but this fit isn't right for me. I'm on a different journey. So, you know, so it's a kinder way. And I think everybody learns in that situation. It's a really positive process. Yeah. And I, um, kind of wrap this up a little bit. I, I highly, highly, encourage everyone to listen to those solar plex punches that you get or those instincts and even if it's you get it and you just stop for a second to realize it um realize it but also start asking your questions you know what why am i feeling this way something is off um i have recently learned both professionally and personally to stop ignoring those because I think what happens is I just get so caught up in everything else that's happening uh, that I ignore those. And then I end up, you know, falling victim to, you know, narcissists, to things that don't work for me, um, saying yes to the wrong thing, that kind of stuff. So it's very, you know, it's easy to do as far as uh, ignoring it. Um, But if you get in the practice of actually realizing that that's a clue that things don't feel right, um, they probably aren't right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, All all the, all the things, all the things of owning a business and also uh, living life, you guys living life. Uh, (laughs) Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. That was, that's a lot of fun. And I, um, I feel like I learned a lot and it's really nice to know that uh, other people, (laughs) the same issues (laughs) it's so common it's more common than we think and the other thing is around that is just talk to people because it's easy in that situation when when you're in a narcissistic relationship of any kind that nobody understands you're on your own and if you talk about it you realize that it's such a shared experience and together that really helps because the whole point a narcissist wants to do is to isolate you from people Mm. who can help that's absolutely it. And I think um, when you, it's also nice to have like one or two people that you can kind of talk to, like you just said, um, and be really honest with, because I started at least in my personal life, but professionally, um, it's been a little bit different just because I have like a team of people that, you know, if we bring anybody on, uh, it's not just me making the decision. <laughs> uh, but with the personal life, um, I've definitely have like a few friends where I'm like, Hey, starting to notice a pattern. So if uh, I bring anybody around and I'm missing some signs, I'm going to need you to point them out to me. (laughs) (laughs) So helpful. It's so helpful. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So where can people find you, find your company, follow all that stuff? So um, you can find us at RDPR tweets on Twitter or Roland Ransfield on Instagram or Lisa Morton on Instagram and then we've got a new podcast out, which is called Lobster Brain. So it's at Lobster Brain Pod. And that's about neuroplasticity and how can we can come through lives 
um, and use adversity to uh, create a better, more successful life for us. So we're interviewing some really successful people on that. And that's a new podcast. So I'd love it if anybody could listen to that and uh, make some suggestions of how that's helped them. Oh my gosh. That sounds really interesting. Actually, I love listening to stuff like that. Um, all right, Slay Nation. Thank you so much for joining us. And Lisa, thank you for being on. I had such a great time interviewing you. Um, and until next time, Slay Nation, we'll catch you later. Bye.